This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. Hello! Hello! And welcome to my favorite murder, Minnesota, where we read you your shit back to you. You guys have stories. You send them to us. We read them to you. We just told you. Yeah, you know how it goes. Yeah. We like to explain it. Sometimes people forget, mm-hmm. and we've been on vacation for so That's long. True. Truly a very long time. That's right. We took a break. We took a break. It was a break. Yeah, and we're back. It's refreshing. Yeah. What? How are you feeling about it? Different? Oh, I forgot like what it's like to stress about what murder I'm going to do next week. Yeah. I forgot how much I stress about it. Right. So I think I'm going to try to get a few in the can, like planned out already. Yeah. I feel like that's how other people do. <laughs> They're planned oh, and p- produced not, podcasts. Not day of <laughs> frantic research and writing. Look, we've always done it the way we had to do it. Yeah. But now we have the room and time yeah. to do it a different new way. But we won't because yeah. we're not those kinds of women. Well, yeah, this, that's the thing is if I got my homework done like before Sunday night yeah. at 9 p.m., yeah. I would have gone to college and been doing right. I, been doing something. Very and then different. either way, I'd be questioning myself, like, should I even do this one? Is this one OK? I don't yes. know if I like this one. A part of I think part of what it is, is just backing it right up to the deadline so that we just have to do it. And to know when to stop, because I could research for fucking days and days. And like, there's always new shit to read about it. So. Yeah. yeah. So like I have to stop by 2 p.m. or I'm going to come here looking <laughs> disgusting. That's a nice thing to have. OK, but this isn't that. This is where we don't have to do any fucking homework. This is the easy podcast uh, We love where this you part. do our homework for us and we just get to have fun with it. Yeah. And I get to do the thing that I've loved since I was seven years old reading aloud. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and do that? Thank you. Right now. <clears throat> here we go. I'm not going to read this subject line because it gives it away, even though it's witty. Okay. I'll read it after. Okay. So it starts, hello, all. I loved seeing you at the Seattle show way back in October. When Karen covered the Green River Killer, I knew that I'd write my story in immediately. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they meant to do that on purpose, but that's really funny. <laughs> in immediately. In immediately. And yet here I am in August because I'm a world-class procrastinator. Hey, Interesting. Welcome. We were just talking about you. <laughs> I remember my mom telling me this story as a kid and then again in 2001 when Gary, of course, he wore those wire rim classic serial killer glasses <laughs> Ridgeway's face. That was all hyphenated. I love it. Uh, was plastered all over the news. In her early adult days, my mom was a forester at a smallish timber company. Mm. She mostly sold firewood permits and other permits for accessing the private timberlands. Okay. Like to hunters and foragers. Got it. <laughs> what does a forager look like rolling up on that? Oh, he's got all, he smells like mushrooms and he's got a pit, a mushroom truffle pig with him on a leash. A pet pit, truffle pig? Uh-huh. He's just, just here to do some foraging, ma'am. Yep. Okay. 
Okay. She womaned the gates of different access roads along the Green River, tucked up in the Cascade foothills. Mm. In July of 83, she was nine months pregnant with my sister, selling firewood cutting permits out of her company truck to folks all day alone. No, no, no. Except when the occasional person came to cut wood. Cut to one particularly sweltering day when all of a sudden... Every hair on her body stood on end, and she had a chill run through her like that someone is watching me feeling. Ooh. She looked around, called out, hello, is anyone there? Several times. Should I act it out? Do it. Hello? Is anyone there? No, be, but being nine months pregnant when you do it. Oh. Ugh, hello? Is anyone there? <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah, I could imagine. Um, several times before hopping in the truck and locking all the doors, but had to stay put to lock the gate once everyone was out at dusk. No, no. So she just had to stay. A few days later, she's telling a friend about her recent experience, and the friend goes, you know they found a body like 200 yards <gasps> from that gate, right? It was, of course, one of Gary Ridgway's victims. When they caught him and his face was all over the news, she swore she'd seen him before and specifically recalled that hot day locked in her truck. She thinks the feeling is from one of two reasons. He was either there stashing or visiting uh. one of his victims, which he did often. Uh. I, that was my editorial. Uh -huh. um, or it was the spirit of the woman he'd murdered insert spooky woo sounds mm -hmm. either way she's nearly certain they crossed paths at some point since they ended up finding a few bodies in that specific area and she was the main permit seller during that time holy shit my mom is for sure a murderino even if she doesn't know it and because of her i know how to ssdgm and always listen to that weird gut feeling telling me something is not quite right Yay. Yay. Things I'm working on uh, to pass on to my two little girls, as well as the ability to fuck politeness in an age appropriate way, of course. <laughs> Thank you, ladies, for being you. Stay sexy and don't sell a body stashing permit to a serial killer, <laughs> Megan. And that was her. The subject line was that time my mom sold a body stashing permit to the Green River killer, probably. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. Okay, this one I found when I was researching my um, topic from last week, Jacob Wetterling. Mm -hmm. um, and I just, uh, it just feels like us. It feels like home because mm. it's terrible. Yes. Hello, Georgia and Karen. A couple years ago, I was flying home from Houston to Minneapolis. And as I boarded the plane, I spotted the amazing Senator Elizabeth Warren sitting only a couple <gasps> rows behind me. In coach, no less. Yes, she, of course she is. Hold on. Mm. I spent the whole flight trying to come up with a classy way to say hello and gush about how fantastic she is, but the opportunity didn't present itself until we landed in Minneapolis. And then blah, 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 they're waiting for their luggage. I stood right next to her in the jetway and waited a minute before finally saying, I just want to let you know that I am such a fan. And as the words came out, I realized, holy fucking shit, this is not Elizabeth Warren. This is Patty Wetterling. Oh, my God. Jacob Wetterling's mom. Oh, my God. His case was this big, unsolved, gaping wound in the heart of Minnesota for 27 years. Kids and even grown-ups were no longer allowed to go anywhere without an adult, and everyone started locking their doors at night. The loss this family experienced was uh, experienced to a lesser degree by every Minnesotan, Minnesotan, and Patty Wetterling came to represent everyone's mom. Yes. So there I was, standing in front of our state's oh. most beloved grieving mother, telling her that I was a fan, and then it says, of what? Her horrible tragedy? Yeah, really, her, oh my God. <laughs> Luckily, and very uncharacteristically, I was able to pivot from, I just want to let you know that I'm such a huge fan, with, after a weird pause, of the child advocacy work you've been doing. Nice. Yeah. Yes. She was very friendly, and we chatted for less than a minute, before she got her bag, but holy shit. Sincerely, Ursula. 
<laughs> I mean, can you? But here, okay, here's why I love that so much. First of all, I, I really do love any kind of a, here's how I made a fool of myself. Oh, yeah. Because I do it all the we time. It makes me feel better. But also, I love that because that's how much uh, these stories about other people's horrors come into your life, mm-hmm. even if you don't know those people, even if you don't live in the same state. Yeah. You do look at those people's faces. You, you, you know, you feel like you know them. You put... You feel the feeling, you know, you put yourself in that position. You you do sit with it yeah. in a real way. So it it's so believable. You know what I mean? It's so, like, yeah. understandable. But then the, like, mix-up. And, like, you know she probably didn't have a lot of friends she could tell this to that would, yes. like, laugh about no, it. No, So I feel like we gave it at home that it needed. Also, the... But here's the other thing. The energy uh-huh. uh, that you would love both of those women with is very similar. It's true. You uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, they're heroes. You're like, I. you don't know me, but I want to hug you. Yes. Energy. And, you, and you've and you done, you don't understand what you're doing for yeah. everybody. Yeah. I but, love both of those women. Me too. I love all three. Yeah. Including Ursula. The one who wrote it. Ursula. The sea witch. <laughs> what if the sea witch wrote us an email? Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry I hated on you when I was eight. <laughs> I've always been a fan. Okay. <laughs> This subject line says, my grandpa caught son of Sam, sort of. Okay. Okay. Hi, Elvis. (laughs) (laughs) Joy. So much joy. And and then parentheses. And everyone else, but mostly Elvis. Oh, I love you. Um, Love you and the show. Hope the book tour is going great. Now let's do this hometown thing. (laughs) Okay. My grandpa, who I love very much, oh, sorry, who I love very, very much, Mm. despite never having met him, Mm. was a psychologist um, working at Bellevue Hospital in New York City. Actually, he was a pretty impressive dude. He started the Torture Victims Unit at that hospital, which helps asylum seekers who have been subject to persecution for peaceful political or social activities are suffering because of their ethnicity, religion, gender, or sexual orientation, have been subjected to war trauma or forced from conflict-torn communities. Needless to say, a badass. Oh my god. He had some pretty incredible stories from his time as a shrink, both in and out of the torture victims unit. Some are completely heartwarming, some unbelievably strange, and all break doctor privilege, <laughs> doctor patient <laughs> confidentiality. <laughs> yes. My favorite of those include the time he spent at Attica as a consulting psychologist to work with Mark David Chapman. Mm. Unfortunately, these have all been passed down to me through my mom. So many of the details of these stories have been lost, but it's still really fun to whip out. My grandpa was Mark David Chapman's shrink at parties. Mm-hmm. Of course. Uh, the real story I'm here to tell you is the one of one of my papas. However, it isn't about his patient. One day in the summer of 1977, amidst the panic of the son of Sam Killings, my grandpa is on his way to work at Bellevue Hospital in New York City. He has a young daughter, my mom, who just turned eight, who has picked up on the murders herself and sometimes comes into his office at night to ask about the scary Killy man. A direct quote from my mom's retelling of the story. I guess I know where I get it from. Uh, That morning, as he rides the bus, he reads the paper. Rich was running a large police sketch of Son of Sam. He looks up. Across from him is a man who looks, he thinks, exactly like the sketch. He has a small mouth, expressive eyebrows, and close-together eyes. My grandpa came into work, told his colleagues that he was almost certain he had seen the Son of Sam. He was met with laughter and assurances that it probably wasn't him because all the shootings were in the Bronx and outer boroughs. My grandma said the same thing when he told her at home. He was convinced and decided not to bring in the tip to the police. 
A few weeks later, the news of the arrest and confessions of Son of Sam made the papers. My grandpa saw the picture and realized that the man on the bus had been the no. scary killy man himself, David Berkowitz. When he went to consult at Attica with Mark David Chapman, he never saw David Berkowitz. Apparently bragged to friends that he basically could have caught the Son of Sam, but no one believed him. Thank you for everything you do with your scary killy podcast. It's made me make so many amazing friends. The number of times I've sat down to eat lunch with my friend Max and said, okay, I heard a really cool murder must be in the thousands by now congrats on the book i love you all very much christopher nice <laughs> nice good don't wow. ever listen to your friends it's not the killer it's, it's of course it's not yes you're riding the bus with a killer sir you're you're a highly qualified psychologist yeah. at bellevue. Bellevue. bellevue hospital and you don't even trust your gut <laughs> you're the one that knows best trust your gut i do love that hearing that story though that's very cool to hear about a nice story about somebody who yeah. like, put in time working at Bellevue, yeah. which is intense. Did you ever see that? There was an HBO, made for HBO documentary about like 48 hours at Bellevue or whatever. Oh, no. Is it old? It's from, yes, it's from like the ni- late 90s, okay. I think, or early 2000s. Was it the it's really depressing so one? so good. Well, it's, I mean, a lot of stuff happens. Yeah. A lot of stuff okay. happens. Good. But it's it just... Bad. My, it's mind-blowing yeah. like the the work those doctors do and those nurses do yeah. it's so cool amazing well that's what your mom did too. that's right that's amazing until she had to stop because someone broke a chair over her back oh, jesus <laughs> they did they would never tell us i would ask constantly about can i just get the story behind was she laid up and shit no i mean she had to go they but my parents were so good at keeping everything yeah. from us so i know she went to physical therapy and stuff oh. but she didn't like it didn't injure her so that she yeah. is laid up no. oh georgia have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant like perfectly scrambled eggs oh my god yes karen and then all i want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day well you probably could as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient made in cookware made in was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world for years they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware some of tom colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in maiden whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with your meals will benefit from the quality of made in products like their carbon steel cookware it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify.
Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com slash murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you can make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. All right. This is called Butterflies, Near Kidnapping and White Hot Rage. Hello, all. Listen to this wild story of the day I was nearly kidnapped and not, coincidentally, was the day my mom nearly murdered someone in a parking lot. Whoa. Okay, so I was nearly eight years old and I was at my brother's soccer game, which my mom and I regularly attended. I'm an artist, so naturally I knew sports sports weren't my thing and still aren't, so I got bored and wandered off. I found an open field nearby and began chasing small white butterflies when suddenly a tall man with a beard and a woman, presumably his wife, approached me. The man asked if I liked butterflies, which, of course, my eight-year-old self was like, who the fuck doesn't like butterflies? <laughs> but I politely and excitedly told the man yes. He then proceeded to tell me that he had a rare butterfly in his van. No. <laughs> I, of course, not knowing the horrible reality of situations like this, started following the man and the woman into the parking lot. We only got a few steps into the lot when I heard a loud, booming voice. The loud, booming voice was, you guessed it, my five-foot-two, hot-headed Italian mother <laughs> running towards us at full speed screaming I will kill you motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) Ah, at the top of her lungs (laughs) no explanation needed when she noticed me walking towards the parking lot with a strange couple it was Mm -hmm. all action ask questions later yes side note my mom has two speeds slow and stopped (laughs) seeing her run meant shit was really hitting the fan anyways fearful of my mom's white hot rage the couple immediately fled into their van sped off and were never seen again (sighs) Needless to say, my mother nearly killed a man in a parking lot with her bare hands and also never let me wander off to chase butterflies again. My mother is my absolute hero. 
and lifelong best friend. She's a single mom and was a nurse at the Cincinnati Children's Hospital for 30 years, 10 of which were working in the ER and has seen a lot of shit. She was always vigilant and taught us to be cautious of our surroundings and the down and dirty ways to defend yourself, a.k.a. grab and twist where it hurts. (laughs) (laughs) If you ever read the story on your podcast, I just want it to be known that my mom is the bravest, most brazen woman ever. I hope to become at least half as badass as she is. Thank you for your amazing podcast. SSDGM. Amanda. Amanda, what's your mom's name? Oh my God, seriously. Amanda, you need to write in stat yeah. and tell us your mom's full fucking name yeah. so we can give her cred. Unless. Maybe she doesn't. Maybe she killed someone with her hands. She's like anonymity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she's a known felon. Seriously, the fact that a woman did that, it the, it sounds like it was a while ago. Yeah, right? I mean, 90s. Yeah. That she did the smartest, yeah. best, most clearly most perfect thing. Fucking ask questions later. Just I start will screaming. Kill you, mother. And, and those fuckers, if they were had good intentions, they wouldn't have sped off and run away. No, they wouldn't have been like, sorry, what? No, no, no. Oh, yeah. whatever. No, we're just talking to this child by, and taking her to a van. You, the word van makes it all very yeah. clear yeah, what's yeah. happening. Yeah. God bless it. Yeah, you don't hesitate in that. I mean, that stuff moms you could, know. Yeah. Moms know right. that. But they don't. But now we all get to talk about what moms know. Yeah. Now we can <laughs> arm ourselves with mom knowledge. Yeah. We need you need mom knowledge when you're like eight years old. Yeah. Don't wait. Don't ki- tell your kid now. Yeah. Like, especially because you're like, well, mom's always pretty chill and doesn't yell and stuff. So this, this one time when she freaks out, there's a reason. And then you'll take her seriously. Yeah. And it's that you were walking with like strangers yeah. to a van, which you didn't know wasn't the right thing to do but now you fucking know that's right maybe that along those lines with like adults don't need kids help Mm -hmm. the other message that should go out is people don't keep animals in cars and vans (laughs) there steven just choked (laughs) sorry steven Steven's like, wait, Sorry. Penny's in my car right now. What are you talking about? <laughs> Steven, <laughs> you're a pervert. Seriously. Uh, yeah, no, no butterfly in a van. There's no There's never been a butterfly in a van. There's one, uh, what's it called? The bug people going. Well, etymologist? There's oh, one yes. etymologist going, well, I keep mine in my van. It's when not we that study weird. study the monarch uh, <laughs> migration. Okay, you're right. We're wrong. Now, would you please send us, if you have a picture of a custom van from the 70s with uh, a butterfly like air painted on yeah. the side. What do they call that? Like brush, airbrush? Airbrushed. On the side? Do it. Airbrushed? Yes. That was great. Thank you. I, I mean, really, I didn't do it. I really love it. Yeah. Okay. It was all Amanda. But you'll get a chance to do it one day. Thank Amanda, you. tell us what your mom's name is. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with Marie. Yeah. Because she's Italian? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I always think the classic mom name is Judy. Judy. It's just the classic mom name. Linda. Okay. Linda's good. Carol with an E. Okay. <laughs> the subject line of this one is finding a body while on acid. <laughs> Oh, how are we? We have to end on this. Okay, I don't have another one. You don't? No. Did you? Okay, do it. Greetings, ladies, gent, and domesticated animals. <laughs> Jumping right in. God bless your soul. Yeah. I grew up in Portland, Oregon, spent much of my youth outdoors and on acid. <laughs> <laughs> On one late night high school excursion after taking acid with my best friend and our boyfriends. Guys, really quick. Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. We're not laughing at doing drugs. It's clearly... We don't think doing drugs is funny. We think you having a past life of being a fucking idiot is hilarious. Here's the thing. If you're okay now. Yeah. You get to get through it and then tell the story after. But don't do the thing of like, now this is my great idea. Because it it, it isn't. It isn't. It isn't. 
Right. Anyhow. <laughs> Moving on. Now that we've gotten that disclaimer. Uh, okay. <laughs> on one late night at high school excursion, after taking acid with my best friend and our boyfriends, let's call them Tina, John, and Will, we decided to go to Washington Park for our trip, quote unquote. Uh-huh. While taking, uh, while walking a trail leading up to the Portland Rose Garden, the guys decided to run ahead, leaving Tina and I to follow at our leisure. <laughs> After a few minutes, John ran back to us out of breath and panicking. He whisper yells that they found a dead guy. <gasps> Now, we're all just about peaking on our acid oh, trip. God. <laughs> and we thought the guys were just fucking with us. Tina and I hurried up the trail, expecting to find Will pretending to be dead uh-huh. or to jump out and scare us on the path. We came to a clearing that opens up to the backside of the Rose Gardens, and we see a man on his back laying on the grass at the bottom of a long set of stone stairs. I look at my highest fuck friends <laughs> and ask, did anyone check to see if he's alive? They all look at me like I'm crazy, saying he must just be a homeless man sleeping but i notice he is well dressed and his body is twisted in a very unnatural Uh. way so i walk over to him while my friends just watch as i approach the stench of alcohol and vomit was so (gasps) overwhelming i nearly turned back but then i saw him cough oh my god (laughs) thinking to myself that he must be choking on his vomit that's how many of us are (laughs) that's how many of my favorite musicians died This person's cool. (laughs) And every drummer from Spinal Tap. This person's the coolest. I know I have to turn him on his side so his esophagus can clear. Closer now, I see his skin is pale and pasty, and he is covered in vomit. I pull him to his side. He's still coughing. I yell to my friends to call 911. Okay, so this wasn't the 70s because there was 911. Mind you, this is back before cell phones. Oh, okay. Why do I do that? 90s. Mind you, this is back before cell phones, and we have to find a payphone, and we are out past curfew, and we're tripping balls. So my friends are hesitant to call the police. And just then, as if the gods were watching, the star quarterback of my high school football team walks around the corner with his girlfriend. What are you talking about? This is like only on acid. Only when you're on acid do things like this happen. They drove up to the Rose Gardens on a date. I fill him in and I ask him to find the phone and he drives off to do so. Minutes later, the police come and shortly after an ambulance. We watched as the paramedics tended to the man and noticed that they took their time loading him into the ambulance and taking him away. After answering a few questions, they informed me he was already dead. What? Thanked us for helping and let us all go. Now, there is nothing like finding a body and being questioned by the police to make one sober up real quick. We continued our park adventure, talked about mortality and making the most of our young lives such as young people do. A few days later, I saw a story about him in the paper. He was a 50-something-year-old man who had battled alcoholism his whole life, fell down the Rose Garden stairs (gasps) completely blotto, broke his back, and suffocated on his vomit. I can't say that was the last time I took acid. Oh, my God. Can't say that was the last time I took acid, but I never have been much of a drinker. Wonder if this is why. Thank you for... Okay, I'm baffled because they said... They said he coughed. Yeah, but between them and the night, and then the people coming, he must have passed. Oh, or he was. She was. This person was so high that they didn't really know what was going on. Uh, Thank you for many hours of murdery entertainment. I work as a medical laboratory technician. You allow me to plug in my earbuds and ignore my coworkers for this. I'm eternally grateful. Stay sexy and don't choke on your vomit. Cheers. Oh my. There's no name. Okay, whoever wrote this. 
Now this now we're we're now we're starting like chain letter. Tell us your name. This is going to be the third podcast we start, yeah. which is like the the sidebars of all of these. Um, you don't have to tell us your name. Clearly, you don't want to, but please explain how you saw the man yeah. cough. Yeah. And then the already like dead. what happened? Maybe some maybe an EMT out there can let us know. Yes. like the the <laughs> the story behind. Or is it that thing of like when a corpse like yeah. something happens and a corpse corpse sits up or whatever oh and everyone freaks God. out that was <sighs> that was crazy maybe i should do one more do it okay that was ups downs everywhere all over the place okay let's do okay i'm gonna do i'm doing more peeping tom versus the mountain man oh hi georgia karen and company during the summer between my freshman and sophomore year of college i was living at home in a in rural area of oregon one weekend, I drove to Portland to visit a friend from school on a Monday, and I drove four hours back home. It was the late 80s, so I was driving my VW square back with no AC uh. and probably AM radio. <sighs> Needless to say, after hours of driving in the heat, I was super tired and sweaty, so when I got home, I basically walked into the house and jumped straight into the shower. No one was home at the time. In the shower, I started washing my hair and whatnot, and when I turned to look out the window, our shower had a small window in it about shoulder height that looked on, into our fenced backyard. I saw a face. Oh, <laughs> Initially, I thought it was my own reflection, but after a brief moment, I realized that, no, that's not me. That's some fucking pervert. I screamed, jumped out of the shower, grabbed a towel, and ran into the living room. At almost the exact moment this went down, my dad happened to walk through the front door from work. I was running through the house like a crazy person, screaming and trying to tell him what had just happened. Somehow, I was able to communicate to him that there was a person looking in the bathroom window, and he jumped into action. An important side note here. My dad was really into mountain men reenactments. Look it up. What? (laughs) Uh, And had a selection of black powder rifles and the like proudly displayed in our living room. He really did think he was Grizzly Adams. Oh, okay. 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 So he grabbed the fiercest looking weapon of the bunch and hightailed it out the back door. Meanwhile, the pervert was pervert was making his getaway. He had jumped the back fence and was running uh, through the trees bordering our property when my dad yelled for him to get his ass back over the fence or he was going to shoot. Another important side note, the gun wasn't loaded. (laughs) Surprisingly, the guy took this seriously and backtracked with his hands in the air. Meanwhile, I was on the phone to the police. My dad had the guy lay face down on our deck while we waited for the police and I got dressed and was kind of watching all of this from a distance. When the police arrived, they took a statement and arrested the guy. Once he was at the station, they questioned him and he fessed up to stalking my sister. He had been calling the house and hanging up for most of the year I was away at college and also told the cops that he'd been spying on our house for quite some time. They even found some video recording equipment and a gun and other things stashed under our house. Holy fuck. It was super creepy. Sadly, the guy was never charged slash convicted because when the arresting officer, police officers took him in, they failed to properly read him his Miranda rights, and his lawyer was able to get him off on this technicality. And to prove that no good deed goes unpunished, when the local newspaper reported the incident in the police blotter, it said my dad was the peeping Tom. Oh, no! <laughs> what the fuck? At least we have something to laugh about. Stay sexy and don't bathe in showers with the window, Rachel. Oh, God. Insult. Meet injury. Yeah, for real. Dude. That's horrifying. Oh, Steven's got oh. the mountain man reenactment. It looks like they're just like World War One reenactors, but for mountain men? It looks like yeah. they're like or like you the mean or- civil war. That's what, what did I say? <laughs> World War One? <I>? <laughs> no, Di- not that one. Different outfit. Not that one. No, yeah. This is like, yeah, it's basically like oh that arrow or whatever. <laughs> 
Mountain Men. Mountain Men reenactors. It, it looks like a new series on the History Channel. It, it looks like an old series on the History Channel. Yeah. Like, it's been around forever. We just don't know about it. Um, amazing. Guys, send so us good. Your, any, kind of, any kind of story. Send them to us. God, those ones. I mean, clearly, Portland-based oh, yeah. activities really work out great. And a but, lot of mom stuff. Yeah. Um, send them to my favorite murder at Gmail, or you can submit them on our website, myfavoritemurder.com. And... Stay sexy. And don't get murdered. <gasps> Goodbye. Goodbye. Elvis, want a cookie? <laughs>